podcast today we've got a good friend of mine we got chuck in the building what's going on bro how you doing i'm happy to be here i got a lot of information for you guys let's do this yes sir yes sir so as you guys can see we got the beautiful logo cv behind us this is chuck's brand here now um even in this room the whole setup everything was all designed by chuck this was his vision this is this is what we're seeing now come to life. So just talk to us about this, man, just a little bit. Okay, so the actual logo, it says CV. Those are actual my initials, Chucky Vasquez. And I wanted to incorporate an actual clipper on the logo with my initials to represent the barbershop brand that I'm creating. Mm-hmm. And this was actually something I created by by hand, by paper, by pencil. One night, I just knew I needed a new logo and something I could incorporate everywhere. Um, fashion, um, the barbershop, any sort of branding right. that I would need, I could put this logo on. And it all started with a sketch. And then I came across the right people and we made it come alive. And that's the logo you see right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> Such a dope logo. And you know, to add to that, I was talking to you, Chuck, and so many people see barbers as just barbers. And we were talking about how it's not just that. Like, you know, yes, you're a barber, but you are so much more than that. You know, you're an artist from everything that you do. I know that you even do tattoos and all of that. So go in depth a little bit about, you know, what it really means to be a barber because it's so much more than that. Yeah, so... Definitely barbering is just one of the smallest things I do overall because in life, you got to have balance in every aspect. So to be a good barber or just be a good business person, good entrepreneur, you have to understand every single side of it. So the branding, the the actual in-field cutting on the floor... Um, behind the scenes, putting in work when everyone else is sleeping. You mm. gotta, you gotta take those nights, take those mornings, early mornings, late nights, recreate, rebrand every single time. Just find little things where you can better yourself. And yeah, entrepreneurship is not not the easiest thing, but definitely just when you know when you're made for it, when things just kind of come easy, right. And things I have learned over the years has helped me build this brand, this, this shop, what I have now. Mm-hmm. Every, every single thing, every single skill I have picked up, it just helped and made my life way easier. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's putting all the pieces together. So even, even with that, right, like this is, this is amazing. Like this is, you know, like I, like I said, I walked into this place and I was taken back by how amazing it is. Um, I wish you were all able to see the scope of this. And I will, you know, show some clips of it because you can't miss this. It's, it's amazing how 
you know, this is something that you wanted for a very, very long time. And I know this is just the beginning for you. I know. Yeah, definitely. Um, this was actually something I pieced together in two weeks. Wow. Uh, yeah, just about two weeks. So once I gave my two weeks notice in the previous barbershop that I was working in, on the last week is when I actually, after the shop, after I would leave shop, I would go home and just start looking at pictures. Or anytime I would get some free time, yeah. I'm looking at pictures, trying to piece my shop together. But at the same time, it's very difficult because when you're trying to create something unique, you're going to get inspiration from here and there. But at the same time, for something to be unique, you're not going to see it. You're not going to find it. Right. So at the end of the day, it just comes back to trust, mm. knowing that once you piece everything together, it's going to look good. Right. So... It's, it's definitely a trust thing. Yeah. And and I, I spent a good amount of time doing my research, colors and everything. Like the first day I stepped into this suite, I saw that the bottom had black molding. So I knew mm. I needed to have black somewhere. And that's what I did on three pieces of three panels of the whole room. Right. I left it black. I painted it a nice black. And the other sides... I actually went with like a really nice gray and me and my friend the, uh, my friend the one that actually painted this room yeah we met up about two or three days discussing the colors because there was a lot of grays that we had to go through i bet you didn't even think there was that many yeah, grays right like it's it's not a simple thing of just choosing a random gray and making it work like mm. you really have to put it side by side we put the gray with the black next to each other every single time and and once I was set on a gray, I told him, he purchased the paint, and then I told him to get right to it. Yeah. And then that actual day that he did come, uh, he was going to paint, I had another idea where I said, paint this black, this gray, and then he actually helped me out. He's like, this part of the room is already tucked in, so it's actually black, and you didn't even know it, so why not just paint it this way? And yeah. So that's, that's the beauty of everything putting two minds together because yeah, your ideas can be great, but at the same time, allow others to make you even greater. Come on. That's, that's, that's all it's about. <laughs> oh man. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to him. Shout out to Oreo. He helped me out with this, with this project and his experience of painting over the years helped bringing my ideas to life. Right. And literally after the paint, I knew it was go time. Like, I knew it was it was time. I set up everything literally by myself. Yeah. As soon as I got the paint done, mounted everything I had in sight. Um, and when I go back and say things just work your way, yeah. I didn't know exactly when things would arrive. I just purchased it. Mm -hmm. Like when I purchased the chair, I gave myself enough time where, all right, the chair might come in a week and a half. And it actually ended up coming in five days. Mm. which was which was really good because it came the day after the paint yeah so all i had to do was move it in and yeah just it was an easy assembly it was three parts so i was i was happy about that because yeah. i felt like that was going to be the biggest struggle right just putting the chair together it was too many parts and it was actually very very simple yeah so that that saved my that saved me a lot of time and the mirror the mirror was a, a good thing i wanted a mirror with uh, yellow warm tone because mm -hmm. we have this black and gold theme in this room. Yeah. So I knew I needed a mirror with some sort of warmth in yeah. it. 
Yeah. And still LED because LED just brings that very luxury. Yeah. <laughs> you need that. Yeah. And and also a very big mirror because mm. it's like having a huge mirror. It allows everybody to see themselves yeah. like very well. Right. Because at the previous shop, and this is all about learning from previous mistakes and everything. Right. I had two separate mirrors, which was cool. But overall, um, some clients can only see it when they're sitting down. What about when they're standing? Yeah. So now I got a full-length mirror. This is six by three feet where you can capture everything when you're sitting and you're standing. Yeah. So you, you don't miss out on anything. Oh, man. You know, it's crazy. If you guys are listening to this, you're like, man, why are they talking about, like, mirrors and things like that? You guys are listening to the mind of an artist. Like, this is not just... Um, you know, a room and with just thrown in paint and all this. This is dedication. This is, it is motivating to me. It's encouraging to me to even see this because I know how Chuck started and we're going to talk about that. But, you know, if you're listening to this, like, oh, why does that matter? It matters because these are steps, the process, whether if this is similar to your dream or if it's not, you see the work ethic and the time the dedication just hearing it from you of what you put in to be able for us to even have this podcast here right now you know so it, these are gems man these are these are you know and just you talking about it and how um in, inspired and how you know passionate you are about it, it it shows a lot you know it really does so talking about all of this and this is where we are at now you have to tell us about the journey oh the journey yeah because the journey is what what makes you present day right it's it's all added up days after days of you learning of you uh listening mm. and just uh, watching everything put together it makes you present day right as good as you are and being in the industry this long i've been in the barber industry for eight years like eight years on the floor wow. and going to competitions going to um network network events just really trying to be everywhere so that way my mind expands right you know, just not staying small-minded because that's where people make the mistake if you think you're just so great in a small area there's no growth there's no, mm. there's no real real expansion yeah like you got to really see what's out there because there's uh there's barbers just one state away like i know a barbershop charging 500 something like a ridiculous price like which is which is just showing you there's a market for everything yeah like no matter that's not, insane, not, nothing bro. nothing's too small nothing's too big there's a market for every single thing that you want there's somebody paying 500 something for a haircut. There's somebody paying $1,000 for a haircut. And then, then again, there's somebody paying $5 for a haircut. So there's a single single market for everything. Right. Now, it just comes back to what you want to be in. Mm. You get me? Like, who do you want to target? And that's really all it is. But with the journey, this goes back to like 12. I was about 12 years old doing my first haircut. Jeez. At my house, I had skipped school and went home with some with some of my friends, and we were just like hanging out, 
not yeah. going to school and I knew I had some clippers at home so I told them why not let me give you a free haircut I told them I was confident and they could see it I'm like I know I could do it but even before that I had watched my uncle cut hair for years because mm. he's been cutting my hair ever since I was about like six years old yeah so just think about that that's already six years I've watched or have gotten a haircut yeah and I would sit in the barbershop for hours, just watch them. So I'm also that type of person where if I watch something, I can I can pick up on it quick and yeah. be like, I could do this. And so that, that came back to that day where I'm like, I'm confident I could give you a good haircut. Like compared to now, it's not the best haircut, but it was my starting point. Right. And that's what we all need. We need a starting point, just getting your feet wet mm. and just knowing that you will get better after that. Just really just try it. Try it. Like there's no, there's nothing that hurts from trying. Yeah. It's, it's the beauty of life because like content, content, um, knowing, creating your first piece of content, no, it's not going to be your last. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be your best, but it's going to be the start of everything else. Right. And just going back to that. So I did my first haircut. My friends liked it. I said, oh, actually, actually, I could actually do something out of this. Now, the opportunity wasn't fully open yet, right? I just knew I could do a, a decent haircut. Now, this was around seventh grade. And towards the end of eighth grade, I actually decided to enroll in vocational school. And that's where they actually offered haircutting, cosmetology. So that's something I knew I had to take. So it's like something I already did. And now this, there's this opportunity. Why not take it? <laughs> and my middle school years where I was actually a point of my life where I was messing up a lot. Okay. And once that opportunity opened up, I was able to, how would you say, just dial in and focus. Yeah, I was I was heavily focused, yeah. and I really stayed away from distractions. I kept my grade my grade point average at a really high level. Nothing nothing below like a B. And kept uh, myself busy with sports, right. and then the cosmetology part of, of everything. So, and then at home, you know, I was always being a good brother, good uh, son, good. Um, just trying to be the best example wherever I could be. So, being heavily focused during those years, it really set me up because I knew in high school if I stayed focused, at the end of that last month i would graduate with my high school diploma and my cosmetology license man look when i was in high school and, and middle school i was goofing around man. <laughs> I, you know and obviously sometimes you wish you can go back and you know change things but everything happens for a reason right you know you, i wouldn't have the same mindset i have today if you know certain right but man so many you know that are that age at that time, they're not thinking about, you know, oh, let me get myself in order for, you know, high school or for my future. They're like, oh, man, well, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to live it up, right? But, like, how did you, how were you able to switch your mindset to be able to say, you know, I'm going to be focused in this area here? I would say that really comes just down to messing up heavily in middle school, I felt like I made a lot of bad mistakes that could have like really changed my life forever. So it kind of put fear in me. Mm. So, like 
you're going down a really bad road just you're already seeing what this this does what this leads to just it's it's time just it got it got boring yeah it's not it's not a thing to do no more and now you have an actual opportunity why not take it yeah so it just comes from my personality as well i feel whatever i'm invested in whether it's bad bad choices or good choices i will be heavily invested in it mm. and that's what i feel that's why i feel every person is relatable in in some way because um some people might have made a lot of mistakes and feel there's no way out right when when there is like i feel like i'm a prime example of that where i've messed up a lot in middle school and now we're at a really good point yeah where i just feel like everything's going the right way now it, that that was just a decision like just a choice for you to say you know what talking to yourself and you're like hey chuck i, I you got to change it around or else it's not gonna look good yeah definitely because like i said it's you just it's a it's very clear if you you pay attention that it's just it's, it's bad for you like no one wants to be there yeah so and fear was your motivator in definitely that, in yeah. that moment yeah definitely hmm. because and fear and just wanting to have everything you know wanting to have a solution right so to uh, make income make uh create combined passion and everything and it's just all tied in yeah yeah wow so, so man back to the journey bro so you decided okay it, when i graduate i'm gonna have my diploma and i'm gonna have my license mm -hmm. which you did right yeah so you yep. graduated with your diploma and your license and then what happened after that so actually my senior year was very interesting i my senior year was actually when i met up with a barbershop owner which was was by the name of Glenn. Yeah. He owns Jordan Cuts. He had actually called my cosmetology school and asked if anybody wanted to work in a barbershop. Right. And at that time, I was already very busy in working, working um, all around. I was, we had unstructured Fridays at school where you're allowed to cut for two, three hours and bring your friends over from different classes. Mm. My teacher will give them passes so they can come. And on top of that, I would stay after school, even before school. I would cut at the parking lot. Um, I got really cool with the basketball players. I would cut them in the... in the um, Like the locker room? Locker room, yeah. Oh, so, wow. so I would give them haircuts there, even before practice, before games. Wow. Yeah, and at the same time, I was cutting at home as well. Mm. So I was always busy. Yeah. I was always busy, like whether... It was no matter where it was i was already a mobile barber yeah and so then at the moment that i was given that opportunity i said why not it's something very different um from what i'm doing now like at home i was cutting more of a spanish clientele mm. and i knew once i got that call i knew i could be offered a diverse clientele right and just experience on the actual business floor and not just doing it from home. Cause you know, doing it from home, you have more of that. Um, I could cut whenever I could. Comfortable. I could take, yes, it's just too much um, comfort. Yeah. And there's no real growth in that. Wow. Yeah. Damn, so man. when when he, <laughs> when he offered that, I, 
I already knew in my mind. I had spoken to my mother about it and told her I was about to make this choice. And she said, no, nah, like, you're good. Like, just, mm. just stay home. You're, you're making good money. And I knew, I knew already in my mind. I'm thinking steps ahead. Wow. I'm thinking way steps ahead. I'm like, I need this. I need this. Not just for... Uh, at that moment, that those first few months that I was working for him, I actually made less money, and I made the less money than I did cutting at home, mm. only because some people were not willing to go to the barber shop to right. get their haircut from me there. But once, because at the moment I was working at the shop, I was still offering some haircuts at home. Right. So like, let's say I would put my eight hours at the shop, and then I'll put another four hours at home. Mm. And my busiest time was at home because people just felt comfortable. Right. They were used to you. Yeah. Cut at home. home. But now when I'm, then that all changed once I made the official choice where I said, no, I'm only cutting at the shop now. It kind of created that. Oh, he's, he's very serious about it. Right. And that's when I felt like things started to change. Wow. And, and that, that goes back to the owner as well, because he taught me that he's like, you got to create some sort of rule or some sort of uh, standard that you only want to do business a certain way. So then if they like it, they will come. Right. Yeah. If they value it, things will, things will follow. You know, it's so important because like people go out and they buy Dior, Gucci. Right. And um, I don't know if you, if you've seen like these, I think it's Balenciaga that's coming out with these shoes, right? Oh yeah. The shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. They're like, they're like already beat up. They look like they're worn already, right? Uh, those I haven't seen. The only ones I've seen were the regular black and white ones. Ah, but you're not in fancy neither. It's it's just right. It's just the brand, you know. And, and if 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 I show you these new ones that they're gonna come out with, uh -huh. bro, that they're like dirty, beat up. They're already dirty. It's like oh. it's like somebody worn them for like years, and they're selling that, mm. and, and probably at a high price. Oh, a very high price. And you know what? People, somebody's gonna buy it. Multiple people out there are gonna buy it, right? Definitely. And it's to show you that whatever you value yourself as, and what you do, you know, people people complain about like, oh, the prices are too high, right? I don't want to get my hair cut because prices are too high. But you're willing to go and buy Dior and Gucci that. You know, if somebody slapped in, slapped on a Walmart tag on it, you'd be like, nah, it's from Walmart, right? Yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, there's quality in it, right? But so so there is in Nike and all this, but people buy what they value. People buy what they, right? And Dior is not going to say, oh, you know what? We're going to lower our prices because of you. No, they believe in their product, just like you believe in your skill. You believe in your work, right? Because it, it's a really high level of marketing where, like I said, it comes to your target area. Mm. Who do you want to really target? And like those brands are targeting um, people that have a lot of money. But at the same time, they also want the, the people that don't have a lot of money because it gives them a new new look right a new higher value yeah now people look at them and say oh yeah they have money when in reality we all have this money but it's not whether we want to show it off yeah. or not or make us make us look different than we are wow. but my my branding it's it's 
it comes with, like you said, like when you come, you know you're getting a good haircut. Yeah. But I feel like that's the very minimal side of it. That's the bare minimum. That's man. the bare minimum. Like just getting a good haircut is the bare minimum because, like I said, like I wanted a shop where you the people would love. Yeah. You got me. It was my ideas, but it was also for the people. Yeah. Because the people have built me up. The people have invested in me. So I invest back into the business. Yeah. That's that's how things go. Because why not put your money to good use? And and I gotta I gotta talk for the people real quick because man, in when I sit in your chair, man, it's like everything we can talk about everything man we can talk about everything and the the feeling of just being able for you and for me and or you vice versa to pour into each other and just encourage each other it's man there's nothing like it so the haircut is wonderful do a marvelous job obviously mm-hmm. but the i value the time the conversations you know that's what keeps me coming because like just i feel like there's a lot of things that we can relate to and it really just comes down to opening up right there's not many people that are willing to open up because of fear Mm. and just feeling like they're less of a person Mm. if they if they have these problems and like it's a vulnerable state yeah and they really feel like they can't really trust somebody because maybe past experiences, you know, right. there's a lot of people that will take your your vulnerability vulnerability mm-hmm. and just use it against you. Yeah. So that's that's where that fear comes from. And that's something I wanted to offer, like just being safe in here. Like yeah. when you come in, like just know like whatever you tell me it's it's safe. Yeah. So that's that's a part that's another part of it i you know and i will be the speaker of the people well for me i give five star review it's valid what he's saying is valid yes we have spoken about you know some deep things and uh, i'll never forget when i was in the shop with chuck and he just slapped me in my life you know my, my my whole life just flashed before my eyes because the conversation was just so good and like I told him, I was driving home like this, just just stuck because I was just thinking of everything that he said to me because it was something that I really needed to hear at that moment. And it was such a blessing for me. Definitely, yeah, because it's conversations can start as simple as how was your day? Right. And it can end as crazy as did you know that all life really is just you breathing? <laughs> so, yeah, you just yeah. go from here to, like, such a deep thing. Like, it, it could take so many turns because, right. like, like going back to that topic, it was we were talking about how every day we're basically moving on air. Like, yeah. once, once our air stops, we're, we're gone. Like, we're no, we're no longer able to keep moving yeah it's like see it sounds it sounds so regular right now but you just have to be there yeah yeah you you just had to be there and man i want to talk more chuck about 
you know, one question I want to ask you is, you know, moving in to this new new place, right? You know, were you scared? And we're going to get back to that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. So we're back. And Chuck, you know, moving into this place, right? Did you have any fear? Fear, definitely, definitely. So I would say my most fear came from my last two years in my previous barbershop. Mm. And it came out of comfort because when you're just so comfortable in a spot, you don't take many chances. Right. And I, I kept telling myself, Look, if I stay in the spot, I don't got to do this. I don't got to do that. You just come in, you cut, and you, you make your money. Yeah. And then, then you go home. Like, there's no stress about it. But, and that was, that was just a very small part. There was also that fear of, like, if you open a barbershop, you're going to have to deal with this and that. So there might be that that option where things might not go as planned and your barbershop might fail. Yeah. So just stay in place and not go after it. Mm. But now, during my last few months, and even down to my very last month at my previous barbershop, I told myself, you just got to accept that life, in life there's going to be always difficulties and things you just can't control. Right. Like literally we go through things every day where we didn't plan it somehow we got through it yeah so i just put that fear behind me i told me i told myself regardless if things don't go as planned the uh, the money is, isn't being made um i my barbershop is not a success yeah. well i still be happy will i still be uh myself and i told myself yes like i don't i'm not scared of it no more like I've been through so many, uh, so many of the worst things I could have imagined. Why not just take this this other leap of faith and just, just go through it? Right. And Man. yeah, it just came down with trust and accepting. If things come, am I ready for it? And I said yes. And you you see like, there, when you do take that step. I know I noticed that um, the fear begins to diminish and the the belief and the knowing of I made the right choice begins to heighten even more. And it, it kind of like dims the, the fear, you know, as the days go by. Yeah. Right. Because. Because. Fear is a simple concept of trying to figure out what's going to happen next. That's all really fear mm. is. You're trying to control things that you have no control of. When if we just take the time to really look at and write down what we do have control of and make the most of that, then everything actually works out the way it should. Come on. Because That's you're able good. to control that. You're able to plan so well of the things that are controllable when things are not controllable come You'll, you'll be able to work it out. All right. And that goes back to me, like, opening the shop. When I, when I step foot in the, in the suite, 
already knew what kind of concept I wanted to go for. Yeah. Not the whole thing it is now, but just started to, I started to piece things together. Like I already knew where I could put certain things, but now it really came down to planning it. Yeah. And then that's when I met with my friend. We met like two or three days to plan out the paint because that's, I would say that's one of the foundation foundation points for your for any shop any business yeah it's like the layout has to be your most important step because everything will kind of fall around that yeah and i wanted these colors and these concept because when i came in i saw black molding so i knew i wanted some areas black yeah but then apart from that i wanted a secondary color that really really blends in well with that and so me and my friend, when we met up, we had to go through so many shades of gray because the black was very easy. He already knew what black he wanted to go with. But now the shades of gray, there was so many. Like we literally put every single gray right next to the black and we wanted to see which one works best. But obviously like he had his take on it and I had my take on it. And then I finally decided on a gray and it, it all worked out. Yeah. Man, I gotta, I gotta ask you because we spoke about your journey, right? All of that. But um, I want to ask you some questions like that. I always wanted to ask, right? Like um, what, these are just way out of there, man. Okay. What, what is your least favorite haircut to give? Okay. Least favorite haircut. I would say least favorite. That's a difficult one. <laughs> That's a difficult one because most of them are pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I would say if I had to pick one least enjoyable haircut, it would have to be one that where the client um, has to leave early. Like he wants to wants to be in a rush. Oh. But besides that, I find every haircut pretty enjoyable. So you, you could do baldy with no like. Because even, even with a bald haircut, like th there's the art of shaving. Yeah, I mean, there's the art of um, applying the water, applying the shaving gel to a certain temperature, certain um, smoothness, so the blade glides. Right. So it's like everything has its its uniqueness and like likable. Wow. Part of of the haircut. Yeah. But when, just like any art, any anything you want to get done, you find it difficult if you feel rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Anything in life, you'll find hard if you feel you have a time limit on it. Mm. If you had all the time in the world to learn one thing, you you will love it. Right. You will love it because it's like, who's rushing me? Yeah. And you're not thinking about money. You're not thinking about anything. You have all the time to learn it. You have all the resources. You'll be you'll be content. That's a good point. Now, bouncing off of that, what is your favorite? Favorite haircut? Yeah, favorite haircut to, to do, you know. Okay, so honestly, my favorite haircut would have to be something similar to what I have. Mm. Because since I do it on myself, I, I style my hair, I fade and taper it a certain way. That's the haircut I like doing the most because that's one thing I've spent the most time doing. Yeah. Because I've been doing my hair for years, even when I didn't. So you, cut, hair. So you cut your own hair? And I cut my own hair. Wow. And I just cut it two days ago. Two days ago. Two days ago, so yeah. You, you just put, put like a mirror behind it. Yeah. Just yeah, I just get in front of the mirror, do the sideburns yeah. in front of the mirror, and then for the back, yeah, I just use the little handheld mirror, and I just would you ever the angles. would you ever let another barber cut your hair? 
Yes, I, I have let other barbers cut my hair, but I feel like I've gotten to the point where I cut my hair to a very likable standard to myself. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm very content every time I cut my hair. Yeah. So I don't really see a point um, of going to somebody else. Uh, <laughs> wow. I think that's a skill, bro. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to cut my own hair for the longest. I just don't attempt it. I e don't. Even when I already had three, four years in, in the industry and I tried cutting my own hair in the very beginning, like let's say um, the very first time I cut my hair, yeah. even with those three years, it was still very hard. Yeah. Because it's not the same concept where I have someone in front of me and I could see exactly what I'm doing. In the mirror, you're kind of working in a reverse pattern. Yeah. And I made it easier once I realized you got to work in panels, mm. like very small panels, like for the back of my head. People think it's difficult, but it's only difficult because you're trying to see everything all at once when you just can't. Mm. So break it down, break it down into panels. So the left, the left side of the back, the middle side of the back, the right side of the back. Dang. So it's, it's just about breaking it down. I'm in your world right now, man. <laughs> I, I, you know that. Yeah, because it's like you just can't see it all at once. Yeah. Break it and that's down. That's so true because you just want to have a whole mirror back. Let me just do it all at once. And stuff like and that, and that goes just back to the same mindset of trying to get everything done at once. Mm. Like if you have a to-do list, of course, it's going to hurt hurt your head if you're trying to figure out how to get it all done in, in one time. Right. But if you really just sit back and, all right, I'm going to do the first thing on this list, then you get it done. You do the second thing on this list. And then before you know it, it's all done. Yo, we're, we're like, as humans, man, now that you say that, we're, we're in a rush to go nowhere. Yep. Honestly, like the, everybody's in a rush, man. You you driving down the road, you're driving a little slow. Even if you're driving the exact speed limit, <laughs> somebody, I'm telling you. No, no, all right, just to go a little off topic today. like Go ahead, bro. So as I'm on, I'm on my way here, um, I'm I'm just flooring it, right? I want to see how fast I can get here. And I was kind of, I was like, I was kind of pushing it close to the time I had to be here. Yeah. And out of nowhere so i'm going like 80 on the 50 50 mile per hour speed limit on yeah, one yeah oh damn i shouldn't have shared that but... <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm speeding and <laughs> i'm speeding and then somehow i'm going way over the speed limit there's still somebody behind me that thinks i'm going too slow <laughs> and i'm like yo like this is crazy and but i'm almost here so this is where i find it very funny because right. i'm like like, let me see where this goes. I'm like, and I didn't move over. Oh, well, I moved over as soon as I was getting close to my exit. And then I still see the car fly past by me. And then guess what? As soon as I park up right at the shop, guess what? I see that car right there, Dang. right outside. And it's my coworker. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, this was the funniest conversation because out of all the people I've met in this building, that's the person I was most cool with. Wow. Since, since I've gotten here. Wow. So it was just a funny conversation. It's like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> like so, you... so see, it's, it's that type of rush that kind of just like kind of um, throws everything off balance. Right, you get right, me? right. It's like, just like we really got to learn this. Like, um, worst case scenario, we'll be late. All right. Yeah. Just, just let it. Just let it go. Yeah. It was just funny. <laughs> That's so funny, bro. <laughs> it was a funny morning. So to get back to some questions that I have, um, you, you, you mentioned your favorite 
your favorite, your your least favorite, which you didn't even have a least favorite. That shows a lot of heart and passion that you have for what you yeah. do. Um, so a story now, this is the next one, a story of a time that you you were like, Oh man, I messed up this person's hair. Okay. When I've messed up like you knew like as soon as you you did something you were like oh man because i know sometimes it's very fixable right is it yeah for the the most most part part. you could change a haircut into something else and still make it look good but i would say when i knew i messed up um i say when you're starting a haircut and you just start off with the wrong guard automatically Uh, like it could be and most of the time it's when you have gone too short because mm. most, of, most of the time it's hard to go too long because you could always go short. So okay, I see. If you start with a uh, guard too, too small for the person, then it throws the whole haircut off place. And that happened more in the beginning yeah. when you, you're testing things out. And even then, like I would say that was a big fear I had back then when I first started cutting hair. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I actually didn't mess up as much because I was just scared to cut people's hair too short. Right. That even if they told me a one and a half, I would run a two or three, um, just to just to be safe. Just to, just to be, be safe. safe. Yeah. So, and then I would show them and be like, "Is that good?" And like, actually, just a little bit shorter. Right. So see, then then after that, I would have some relief. Mm. I would have some relief and be like, "All right, okay, now we can actually do that, yeah. just in case," because. There could be a miscommunication where um, the person's previous barber might have told them, and it might be true where we we have different lengths and clippers and guards. Yeah. And the previous barber could have cut them at a one and a half, but in my system, it actually comes out to a two. See, so, I never I never understood that. That's why with you, I'm just like, hey, yo, skin tight. Yeah. And you're just like, yep, got it. And I already know. You know you. Or the, or the best thing to to show a barber if you're trying out a new barber's best thing is pictures because right. then that way they can see their actual lengths and everything and then they know what guard or technique to use that's a good point pictures are better than actual actual lengths yeah yeah wow now i'm gonna ask you some some other questions i want to steer away from you know we're talking a lot about barber talk <laughs> which is good um, I want to ask you some 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 deep questions, even some questions about man. You're so focused and dialed in on your dream and your passion. Any any other things that you're like, what's going on with the? Are you focused on the love life right now? Are you like, nah, that's not even my concern right now. Like, how how's your, um, you know, like away from from the barber life, right? Like, what just, are you doing? Yeah, you know? just in life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah, just because it's a very interesting topic and it's something that has to be discussed because, like I said, everything that goes on in life, everything people can relate. Yeah. A lot of people go through the same thing. Exactly. And going going in that direction, like you said, the love life and everything. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested if it comes my way, but it's not something I really got to tell myself or like, I can't focus too much on it. Right. Because like I really gotta dedicate myself to to the shop, to, yeah. uh, to the business. And 
because I know I know my personality as well, where I'm just heavily invested once I get into something. So right. if I just focus too much on a girl right now, then I know I would steer myself too much in that direction. Yeah. And I won't reinvest in my business because I have made that mistake before. Yeah. Even when I didn't have my business. So like I said, everything plays a part in your life for a reason. Mm. Where like I needed to make that mistake with a previous relationship to not to not show me, see, your business could really fall if you point too much in that direction. Wow, yeah. So with that experience, it helped me gain more confidence knowing all right, that was the result. So you already know the consequence. So if it comes down to that, you, you got to be comfortable with it. Mm. I feel like it's important to have somebody that can understand your vision mm-hmm. and, and, you know, walk with you in that, in that same direction yeah. as well. Because like you said, it could definitely steer you away if you have, you know, um, you know, women just love to spend time mm-hmm. with, with you. Like if you, if you're like, and I, I feel like it goes both ways. Like, there should always be that connection. There should always be that time spent equally between right. both partners right. because, you know, you're building each other up. Exactly. And that's why it's it's important to have the right person. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where in the mindset I'm at right now, where if I don't if I don't feel like the person I'm I'm connecting with, if I don't feel like they're gonna value what I have to offer and everything, just then it's not worth it. Uh, it's not really worth my time. Mm. Like they really got to understand that I got to put my time in the business and also time, yeah. time with them. Just really understand me. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is a focused guy. <laughs> Dialed in. You hear that, ladies? Don't waste his time. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Don't waste his time. I already wasted enough time. <laughs> but so... Apart from that, right? Apart from the love life, apart from the from Byron, like, what do you do? What does Chuck do when he's not cutting? Like, who are you outside the shop, man? Overall, just a very creative person wherever I can be. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, what else ties into this and just life is fitness. Fitness. Like, like we were speaking about this before we yeah. started all this. And I haven't been to the gym in about a week and a half. But it's because I had to dedicate my time for for this time yeah. to open the shop, get things together. And that's part of life. We got to readjust when we can. Mm. And that's fine. Just know that when it's time to get back on track, you can. Yeah. And it all comes from previous knowledge, previous um, transformations I've made, whether it was spoken cutting yeah it all it all plays part now because now i know in the back of my head i could go back to whatever stage i want to be in but now there was something more important in my life that needed my attention yeah like i like i said man sometimes you've got to focus and and the gym will always be there right the gym will always be there ain't going nowhere no nowhere i said no bear (laughs) and and same thing with the party life if you ever feel like you need to be at the club you need to be at a party because your your friends throwing a party don't don't think you're missing out on anything because yeah. that that can easily be remade but if you ha- if you have a vision or a dream to chase then that's something that you should never postpone right that's one thing you should always work on because like as I, as I was telling you before when we when you first got here like now opening my own business I feel like there's no actual time yeah like right now even as we're speaking I f- really feel like there's no actual time yeah 
Like, I don't really care what time it is. There's no rush. No, nah, no rush. Because yeah. regardless, it's a mindset where, you know, you have to get things done. Mm. If things get done, then it doesn't matter what time it is. Yeah. Because it, it all adds to the plan. It all gets done either way. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're your own boss at this point. You're, yeah. You're, you're, the, you're narrating your own story here. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I love, I'm, I love what I'm seeing, man. And, and going back to this location, like I, I've spoken with you about, like, this is a location I wanted because how close it is to the airport as well. Yeah. Because it's like, um, I still want to keep my clients close. It's still a doable drive. Like a lot of them said, it's not bad and everything. People are still loving it. And at the same time, just be closer to the airport to have new clients have a, a closer commute now. All right. It's more accessible. It's now something. Oh, I, I just flew in from. I just flew in from California. I just flew in from Texas. I just flew in from Florida, or I just flew in from South America. I just flew yeah. in from Asia, and now I'm looking for the best barber as close to Newark Airport as possible. And yeah. it's a very popular airport because we're right next to New York. That's true. It's actually a more popular airport than JFK. That's than actually in New York. Yeah. Like, this is where most people land. That's true. And now just being this much closer, I feel like I can be more connected yeah. to everybody. Wow. I, I got to also ask you, man, um, going back to, you know, dialing and focusing your time on, on what matters, right, which is very important. Um, is it hard for you to multitask? It is and it isn't. I would say it is hard to multitask because I've also put in my mind and told myself um, this thing I've learned from somebody else. The more you multitask, the more it's a possibility that you can fail at everything. Oh, wow. Now you're, you're creating more of those options that now taking on all these tasks at, at once, most likely all of them won't be done to the best of your ability. And Dude. all of them could fail at that very moment. That's crazy. You know, that's one of my biggest, um, biggest issue that I had was yeah. I put a lot on my plate mm -hmm. at once. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's something like a lot of us do because we feel like we just feel very more productive that way. Mm. But then there's always going to be that catch up later on where it's like, all right, so I screwed up on this, this and that. Now, my next few days, I got to spend fixing that. Or we just slow down and did one one at a time. It's a different outcome. I'm ha I'm having one of those moments again. Like <laughs> if, if I'm in your barber chair again. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's something like very serious. Wow. We're multitasking. It's like it's hard, very hard to time when you should and you shouldn't do it, because there comes times where I feel like it has to be done, yeah. and times where it has worked to my favor. But then a lot of the times I notice, I'm like, just slow slow it down and really pick what you want to multitask. Wow. And I feel like it's the selection of your of your choices. Like, just really narrow them down. Like, really be truthful to yourself and say, I know I can get these three done perfectly or really good instead of doing seven at my mid-level best. You're schooling me right now, Chuck. <laughs> 
Jeez Louise, man. But at the same time, I'm not perfect, but I try to implement it when I can. Right. You get me? Because that's always a thought I have in my head. When I can do it, I will. But, you know, at the same time, I'm human and I can't, I can't always be at my very best. Yeah. Yeah, but I do try. Yeah. I, I know I, I, um, there's a lot of things I've taken off my plate because I, I noticed that, you know, it was a lot. And um, like you said, it's like your attention is divided in different areas and you you give certain times to certain things and and you're right you do start playing that catch-up game and and dang i didn't look at it like that like you you risk losing losing more more when you do that and like that's just another thing that you can add to the business side of it so like multitasking or adding more to your plate so same thing with decorations, like I'm adding to the barbershop. Yeah. Any single decoration you add, whether it's your room or your business, that's more maintenance. Mm. That's more maintenance. Now that's more maintenance that you got to clean. Yeah. So you, you always got to put that in the back of your mind. It's like fully committing to that, to that ad. Wow. Now you got to say, all right, I'm adding this, but do I add my commitment to clean to, to maintain this new thing? I'm adding to my life. Yeah. Just like that same commitment you make when you meet your new partner. Okay? You tell yourself, all right, you know they're the one when you're willing to commit your time. Yeah. Because you, you, you always tell yourself, all right, I want to do this somewhat or all the way. And this, it all plays a part in, in every single part. What do, you, what do you do when, you know, you have... Um, you know, something that is on your plate and that you want to do, right? But let's say you, you feel stuck, right? W what, do you, what do you do? Like, I know, for example, for you when you're starting out, right, with barbering, like, the little knowledge that you had, you used it, right? But, like, what about the moments that you felt stuck and you didn't have anybody to go to and it was kind of just you and your knowledge, right, wasn't enough? Yeah, when, every time I felt stuck... I just tried what I already knew and feeling stuck is all about, like you said, you, you don't know enough, so where do I move from there? Right. And literally, it just comes down to trying what you think is best mm. because most likely it won't work because you don't know what, what it comes out to. Yeah. But that's the whole point of trying. We got to try things because we really don't know the outcome mm. and like this has been a prime example of just me trying over the years trying this trying that seeing that failed seeing this come together it all tied in right so i'm having another epiphany <laughs> <laughs> i just can't help it man. it's so good so I'm going to ask you a question, but we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Do you feel like, you know, with all of this and, you know, having your own spot now, do you feel like this is your I've made it yet moment? It is, but it isn't because I'm the type of person that always is thinking the next step further. Um, and I always want something bigger and better than what I've had right. last. You know, but at the same time, being grateful 
to to get even this close right to get to this chapter of my life of owning my own business and operating doing things the way I want to mm. and yeah I've made it I've made it pretty far yeah but there's always more that I can achieve because if like a video game if you can achieve the next level what's stopping you from the next yeah it's just always preparing you for the next so i've made it but there's more to be done there's more to be done yeah you know and i feel like you always have to have that room for growth yeah you know if you stop growing then there has to be a problem yeah you know you never want to know that you never want to get to the point or where you feel like you know, I've, I've done it. Enough is enough, right? And, and that was actually advice that I've gotten from one of my older clients. Mm. One of my clients, he's like 60 plus, actually. Yeah. But if you see him, you might take him for like early 40s because he has taken well, like he's well taken care of. Yeah. He's, he keeps up with his fitness. He's making good money at his job. And he's one of he's a prime example, a good role model for for my future self, mm. you know, going into my later years. Yeah. Of someone I would like to be like. Right. And I feel like that's a good thing about this job as well. I get to see many sides of people, many mm. many different um, lifestyles. Right. So now it's basically just choosing which one I want to do. Mm. You get me? It's yeah. just like it's it's all laid out. Yeah. And people tell me the ways that they have gotten there, what mistakes they have made, and what they felt they could have done better. Right. So now it just really comes down to me whether I'm going to take that advice and listen and just do what they tell me is better. Because, you know, you can always learn from younger and older clients. And even with my young clients, when I see drive in them, I tell them, you already have everything you you need. You just got to continue being you and don't let people break you Mm. or change you into something else because, like, I see my younger self as well in in you. Like, I forget that I'm getting older and I have, like, now these younger clients that are, like, 16, 17. I'm like, yo, you're doing good. Just keep it it going. Uh And, you know, it's it's funny being on this other side where (laughs) (laughs) now, like, on the other side... And but at the end of the day, I'm always willing to give people advice. Yeah. And it's just really nice to see what what people can be right. if they really stick to themselves. Because life is full of distractions. Mm. And you just want to limit it as much as you can. Because there are things that we're going to like and we're going to want to spend some time on. But things that are not fully profitable, fully... Um, um, beneficial worth, yeah beneficial worth yeah. spending time on but so it's just really a matter of cutting down on the, those type of things yeah yeah. like I told you that's something that you know having a lot on, on your plate is something I struggled with yeah you know um, and like like you mentioned how doing that opens the door up to an option for failure yeah, even mm-hmm. more failure than you can have if you just do one thing because it's a simple matter of controlling what you can control mm. 
And then when you add so much to the plate, there's so much more room for failure. Yeah. And it's a good and bad thing where you want to know how to turn that on and off switch. Yeah. And then, but then again, there's no real way of knowing if it'll work. <laughs> so just let's so, go with it. Yeah. Let's go with it. So speaking on, on growth, right. And you saying that, you know, you, you always leave the room for growth and you don't feel like you've made it yet. So three to f three to five years, let's say three to five years, where do you see yourself? So that was actually a time frame I gave myself when I left my previous barbershop mm. and coming into this barbershop, I told myself I'd give myself three to five years to stay in this spot, to grow, to get well known in the area mm. because just spending a few days here in Woodbridge and my new location, I see a very similar pattern in just movement within the townships within the cities like everyone gets well connected if you allow it mm -hmm. like everyone could really work well together like when i was in somerset i noticed like a lot of the nearby stores knew each other right and that's because over time you connect that's that's networking yeah and i'm seeing no difference here in woodbridge like it's it's another pattern so that's why I give myself three to five years to get known in this area and then expand even more. Mm. Because if I waste no time, if I stay focused, that's all the time I need. Right. Yeah. Now, you have a studio here right now, right? Yep. Is the vision to have your own building. Is that the vision that you see? Yes, I definitely want a huge building. I want to have... When if if when that happens, I want to have a ten or more person barbershop. Wow! Like ten employee barbershop, yeah. yes. But that's why I, this studio is dedicated more to me. Like people say, oh, you got a little more room. Would you would you consider adding somebody to work with you in your studio? And I said no because this one's dedicated fully to me. Mm. Like I am fully in control of myself, right. my actions. And this is really my time to put in my efforts. And it just goes back to something I always have in my mind where the best bet is betting on yourself. Literally the amount of work you put in is exactly what you'll get out. Yeah. If you put in this amount of hours, you cut in this amount of clients, this is what you'll get. So it's just me betting on myself. That's what this suite is about. Like, I'm going to put in this many days. I'm going to put in this many hours. Right. Um, content, um, haircuts, uh, networking. It's going to be all me. It's going to pay off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Man. Um, so with everything that, you know, has has happened thus far, like, how, how did you see, like, um, God's hand in this, like what was really evident in God with God throughout all this, the whole journey, the process. So I definitely saw it because everybody I have dealt with as far as business and just partnerships, it came fairly easy mm. 
because of course I've had to develop my skills, my communication and just uh, basic life right. stuff over the years. But it also comes down to how, how well you connect with people and the right people I feel like came into my life where I didn't have to, to say, Oh, this wasn't the right business partner for the time. I need someone else. So let me just make a quick change. Mm. Oh, this owner of the building's not. Um, let me let me go into this, and it didn't it didn't work out. I felt like everything always worked out the way it needed to, and it came with the minimal stress possible. Because when I hear other people's stories and they tell me how they opened their barbershop, right? They they told me it was a hassle. They're like, the state's gonna give you problems, and so far it's been the uh, the complete opposite. Yeah. So I'm like, I I really can't relate. <laughs> Maybe it's all perspective. Yeah. Maybe you just overthought it. It's not as bad as you you think it is. So people always want to throw negative thoughts, and sometimes you just gotta cut it off because. That's their journey. It doesn't have. It's not your journey. Yeah, that's you really, good. You really gotta look at it always as a positive outcome because you're two different people. Whatever they went through, you're not gonna go through. Mm. Hmm. So I definitely seen a lot of good people in my life, and it's gotten me to this point. Right. I feel like this is the result of everybody I've dealt with, and it's been nothing but. Positive, positive people. Man, thank God for that, bro. I see um, when you're talking about, you know, everything. There's a scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, for all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And it's all working out, man. It's all working out. Um, like I said, coming into this place, I was just shocked and seeing everything. But it's everything that was in your mind just put out now it's it's physically here it's yeah. physically here and like i told you man this is just the beginning so i have one more question for you man in all of that man how do you keep going what is it that is the is, is the motivation for you because i know some days are not are not easy and it's, it gets tough right but what keeps you going bro what definitely keeps me going is Whatever mistakes I make today, I write them down, hmm. whether it's on physical paper or in my mind. I tell myself I got to do better the next day. Yeah. And just keeping myself inspired from having these role models in every aspect of my life. Yeah. Whether it's this business side, like it could be someone that owns a barbershop. It could be someone that just knows how to operate any type of business. Yeah. Because I really feel like all businesses have similar experiences and something they could share because it's a concept of bringing in revenue and offering something people want, mm. whether it's retail or actual services. Yeah. It's all relatable. And it's been fairly, fairly easy. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I'm telling you, man, it is, it's, it's awesome, man. But it, you mentioned earlier um, a Drake quote, right? Yeah. 
How did, how did that go again? So basically, Drake was giving his speech at, I believe it was Artist of the Decade. Uh. And he was talking about how you don't really know where you're going, but sometimes that's the best part because it just keeps you pushing. Mm. And that's the best motivation, not knowing. Yeah. Because what's the point of knowing if you know you're not going nowhere? Yeah. Or if you are, if you know you're going to be there, what's the excite excitement? Yeah. It's, it's the journey that makes it exciting. Definitely, definitely. And that's one word he definitely highlighted, the journey. The journey. Yeah, Man, bro. Before you go, bro, it, like, it's such a pleasure, you know, being here and, and it's something that we talked about doing the podcast because how rich our conversations are when I'm sitting at, on your on your chair, bro, and, yeah. and you know, you give me a cut. It's more than just that, like I said, and it's just such rich conversations and it, it just had to be, man, that we finally had a podcast and we finally, you know, made it happen. Because right? yeah, we definitely talked about it for days. Yeah. We brought our ideas together and this is the vision come true. Right. Like the physical being, like this is the actual moment. Yeah. Like all the words we have said, all the conversations, this is the actual being of it. And some people will never truly understand Mm. that. So it just really comes down to you speaking about it, but at the same time showing up and being there when it matters. Right, right. Man, that's a life lesson. That's a life lesson. You're saying something and, and actually making it happen. It's one thing to think. You know, I, I believe a lot of people, to, to hit on that a little bit, a lot of people have amazing ideas, but to execute it is the issue. Yeah, yeah. Like, you definitely have to act on it, and don't think there's a time limit on it either. Mm. I don't think there should be a time on it if it really matters. Mm. If it really matters, the... The timing of when it gets done will not be really focused yeah. because its impact will be made right. regardless of time. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So before you go, man, it's just, bro, such a pleasure to do this with you, bro. And it's not going to be the last time. No, definitely not. We're, it, like we said, this is only the beginning. We're only getting started. We're only getting settled. Right. We're always going to have new ideas. Like anytime you've, co- you've come to my chair, I've always had something something new, something right. we haven't spoken about. And that's the same thing with the audience. We will always bring something that you guys can relate to. You guys can bring your opinion and we'll talk about it. Right. We're always willing to uh, speak on anything. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's where we bring value. Yeah. And, and, and man, this is why. You know, I'm surrounded with, by people like you because of, of such, you know, such a blessing in my life, you know, and I value that so much, you know. And um, before you go, bro, I need you to speak to anybody who's listening right now and just feels like, you know, they're looking and, and they're listening to you and they aspire to be where you're at right now. And I know you're only going to keep growing but they want to be at least to where you're at. And um, I know it's very encouraging to me. It's very um, motivational for me to even just come in here and see this, man. And to, you know, from knowing where you started to where you're at now. So just speak to 
anybody listening that feels down or feels like they can't, you know, make it or, or they just need that, that push, you know. So I've had a younger crowd and an older crowd tell me they're both proud of what I have achieved. And honestly, all I can say is I'm just playing my role in society because every single one of you plays a role in society. And what I mean by that is if I need something from the store, I am able to get it because someone had the vision to become the manager or owner of that store. And someone had the vision to work in that store. So never let anybody tell you, oh, you're not enough because you're just a worker. Sometimes that's, that's what you want to be. And that's the goal. Then you should be happy because that's what you wanted. Don't let people change your ways. Like I always see um, talent in everybody. But because society is the way it is, people will turn into something else. And it sucks, but trust me, you already have everything you need. You just got to stay focused because we're all here to play part in, in every part of life. Mm-hmm. No, no matter how little or big it is, it makes an impact on every single person. So don't belittle nobody and just do your work every day because it matters to somebody. And that's that's the best advice I can give. Wow. Perfect. Powerful. Appreciate it. Chuck, thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. Like we said, this isn't the last time. It's not the last time. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you subscribe for future episodes and feel free to rate and review. For more information and ways to support, check out our website at a breathwithbrefo.com.